are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I hope you all enjoyed your weekends. I decided to push back Mailbag Monday's episode until today because for the first time in a while, I actually didn't get that many questions from over the weekend. Probably a product of the offseason, I thought. Um, But I wanted to give people at least another 24 hours if they had any questions or anything they wanted to shoot my way. And it wound up being a a smart decision. I actually had two really good questions emailed to me on Monday that I'm going to answer. But we'll get into all of that a little later in the episode. But to start things off today, I first wanted to discuss the NHL Network's Top 20 Wings list that they put out over the weekend. Ranking their Top 20 Wingers in the NHL right now and in the past... These lists from the NHL Network, they've been they've been quite controversial. But with such a big list, it's, you know, nearly impossible to make everybody happy when you take t- 20 guys and try to rank, rank them in the correct order. Um, so I feel like naturally they're going to be a little bit controversial and be uh, critiqued a little bit. But anyways, I'll get into the entire list uh, a little bit later. But the first thing I wanted to mention was that Blackhawks winger Patrick Kane, who previously was ranked number four in 2018 and then number two last year, he dropped three spots and landed at number five on the NHL Network's top 20 wings list at the moment. And according to them, he's behind Alex Ovechkin, who came in at number four, Nikita Kucherov, who came in at number three, David Posternak was number two, And then a tough pill to swallow for us Blackhawks fans. Coming in at number one, the bread man, Artemi Panarin. Yeah, he topped the NHL's 20 wings list at the moment. And it's hard to argue. I mean, Panarin was a monster in his first year with the New York Rangers. Third in the NHL in points. First in even strength points. First in plus minus rating among forwards. 95 points in 69 games. I mean, come on. He was a monster. I still can't believe the Blackhawks traded this guy away for Brandon Saad. I think that's one that'll uh, haunt most Blackhawks fans for as long as they live. I mean, ugh, so bad. I mean, I understand why the Blackhawks did what they did. They knew there was no way they were going to afford Panarin, but they jumped the gun two years early and only acquired brand, <laughs> reacquired, I should say, Brandon Saad from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not a good move. 
from Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks front office. We could take a whole episode talking about that, but we're, we're going to brush that to the side, get back to the lists. Uh, yes, Panarin, he came in at number one. David Posternak, he came in at number two last season. He tied Alex Ovechkin for the league-leading goals. They both had 48. And it seemed like every time the Boston Bruins needed them, that top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Posternak came up clutch. They really carried that team last season. So um, I, I don't really have much of an argument with Posternak at number two. I think I, I probably personally would have had him at number three behind Nikita Kucherov, who the NHL Network then had at number three. Um, I get why they put Kucherov behind Pasternak because in terms of Kucherov-esque numbers, they were a little down last season. He only had 85 and 68 games last year, but that's considered a little bit of down year when you have 128 points the year before. So, yeah, I kind of understand why the NHL Network had Kucherov at number three, but honestly, I think he has a chance of being number one at this list I think you know not only was he did he put up the most points um last season 128 that was the most since Mario Lemieux in like 2000 I don't even know what year it was but it had been a while since someone put up 128 in 82 games um and also Kucherov I mean he just led the NHL with 34 points and 25 postseason games to help the Tampa Bay Lightning win their first Stanley Cup since 2004. So, for me personally, I probably have Kucherov at number one on this list, followed by Panarin at number two, and then Pasternak at number three. Um, as for the Ovechkin and Kane debate at number four and number five, ooh, that's, you know, I, I there's no really wrong choice there. I feel bad, you know, or kind of biased putting uh, Ovechkin at number five and Kane at number four just because look at look at Ovechkin's resume. I mean, he's won the uh, Rocket Richard six of the past seven seasons, and in six of those seven seasons, he's scored at least 48 goals. He's basically a shoe-in for 48 to 50 a year, but I just feel like Patrick Kane has more... Um, he has to do more for the Blackhawks than Ovechkin does. Kane is the playmaker for the Blackhawks, whereas Ovechkin is just the sniper. And also, Kane himself now is a 40-goal scorer in the NHL. He's done that a couple of times in the past few seasons. Um, And while he's done that, he's still been the primary assist guy in Chicago. I just feel like the Blackhawks rely on Kane more than the Washington Capitals rely on Alex Ovechkin. As I said, Kane's not just a sniper. He's one of the best playmakers in the entire league. So that's why I would have Kane at number four on my list and Ovechkin at number five. But also in Ovechkin's defense, you know, he's only two years removed from the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. So he certainly does have more than a fair argument. I just think that the Blackhawks have to rely on Kane more than the Capitals do on Ovechkin. All right, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to read off the rest of the NHL Network's top 20 wings list. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, toffee, almond, and right now, Built Bar is also currently offering a limited time release of their 
pumpkin chocolate chip cookie and maple pecan flavors, which just like all 12 other flavors are all covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps to get 20% off your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps for 20% off your first Built Bar order. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. All right, so I just got done sharing the top five of the NHL Network's top 20 wings list. Blackhawks forward Patrick Kane came in at number five this year after previously being ranked number two in 2019 and number four in 2018. Just to quickly recap the NHL's top five, the breadman Artemi Panarin checked in at number one. Then David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins followed at number two. Stanley Cup champion Nikita Kucherov was ranked number three. The greatest goal scorer of all time, Alex Ovechkin, came in at number four. And then our guy, Showtime, Patrick Kane, checked in at number five. At number six on the NHL's top 20 wings list, they have Brad Marchand, the other dangerous winger on that Boston Bruins top line we talked about a moment ago. Marchand, he seems to just get better and better with every year. Uh, Someone who really is good, not only with the puck on his stick, we know he's routinely a 30-40 to goal scorer, but he's also notoriously known as arguably the biggest pest in the entire NHL as well. Uh, Then at number seven was Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs, one of the up-and-coming wingers in the game right now. Plays a similar style to the Blackhawks' Patrick Kane. He's a great playmaker for the Leafs, pass first, but also can score some goals and will surprise you with his wrist shot. He exploded with 94 points in 2018-2019. He fell back a little bit last year with 67 points in 70 games, but he's still a solid point-per-game player, and he'll play a very key role in the Leafs' success over the next decade. Miku Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche, he came in at number 8. He's a guy that very well... Could have been higher had he not gotten hurt last year because he had back-to-back 84-point seasons prior to that. He's an electrifying winger that plays alongside Nathan McKinnon usually, and he could be consistently an 100-point guy if he's able to stay healthy. 
Jonathan Huberdo of the Florida Panthers came in at number 9 after he exploded last season, leading the Panthers with 78 points in 69 games. He also became the Panthers' all-time leading scorer in points last season as well. Routinely very good and very consistent for the Florida Panthers. The last two years, he's really jumped out as a superstar. And down in Sunrise, they really feel like Huberdo is just starting to scratch the surface along with Alexander Barkov and some good young talent they have alongside those two. Rounding out the top 10, uh, the NHL Network had Mark Stone, one of the more underrated players in the NHL, but he's a very versatile player that can he can do it all. He can score goals, he can be a setup man, he can kill penalties, he's seriously just as good on the defensive side of things as he is offensively, and really that's that's saying something. A very good player for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's also going to play a really important role for that team as they try and pursue their first Stanley Cup championship. They're one of the favorites right now heading into the 2020-21 NHL regular season. At number 11, the NHL Network had... Blake Wheeler, he's a guy the Blackhawks see a lot in the Central Division. A great skater and great goal scorer, but also a terrific setup man. Kind of the Jets version of Patrick Kane, actually. He really does it all for Winnipeg. Um, His numbers were down a little bit last year, 65 points in 71 games, a little less than a point per game, Uh, but he had back-to-back 91-point campaigns the two years before that, so... He's a very good offensive winger that really drives the heart of the Winnipeg Jets. And then surprisingly, at number 12 was Wheeler's teammate up in Winnipeg, Kyle Connor. And ever since coming into the NHL in 2017-2018, Kyle Connor has been almost, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to say this, but he's kind of been an elite goal scorer. He scored 30 goals in all three seasons Uh, He's never been uh, really much of a playmaker, but he has a pair of great setup guys that he plays with in Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley, so he really doesn't have to be for that Jets team in order to have success. At number 13 came Matthew Kachuk of the Calgary Flames, another versatile player that can have success playing any real style you want, whether it be up-tempo and offensive, or if you want to go and get physical and grindy, he can do that as well. He's not going to shy away from those areas one bit. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, he's routinely going to be a point-per-game guy in the NHL. He's already shown that he has that in his repertoire, and he's also going to score a ton of goals because he has a great compete level, and he's also very willing to go to the dirty areas to score goals and have success. Then another Winnipeg Jet checked in at number 14. This was Patrick Laine. Kind of interesting to see him as the third-ranked Jet on this list after being the number two overall pick in the NHL draft not all that long ago. But Laine fell a little bit this year in the rankings because he had a little bit of a down year in terms of goal scoring. He only scored 28 goals last season. That was a career low But at the same time, he countered that with uh, a career high in assists with 35, and he only played in 68 games. So he's still a very dangerous offensive player. The only question right now is uh, how much longer he's going to be playing up in Winnipeg wearing a Jets uniform. 
Uh, Vegas's Max Pacioretty was ranked number 15, another great goal scorer and also a really good veteran leader who will play uh, a key role both on and off the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights. As I said, they're one of the favorites heading into the regular season to win the Stanley Cup and Pacioretty, both on and off the ice, he's going to be a big part of whether or not they do that. Um, number 16 came Johnny Goudreau from the Calgary Flames. Kind of quiet last year. Had a career low. I want to say he had 53 points. Don't have it right in front of me. But I know he had a career low uh, after um, he really killed it in 2018-19. He had career highs across the board in 2018-19. So everyone's kind of just waiting for Johnny Hockey to get back to his old form. Everyone knows the mitts the kid has on him. So... I don't think um, it would really shock anyone to see if Johnny Hockey was back to a point per game or a little bit above in 2020-2021. Then at number 17, JT Miller from the Vancouver Canucks. And oh boy, has this trade worked out well for Vancouver. Miller was a stud for them last season after they acquired him from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He led Vancouver in points and also was tied for the team uh, team lead in goals. He's going to be a terrific piece along with Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser and that and that young core group they have up in Vancouver. Uh, coming in at number 18, we have Claude Giroux, not a guy to forget about. He had a little bit of a down year last season, only 53 points in 69 games. That's why he's ranked so low, but... I think we all know he's not the 18th best winger in the NHL. He's routinely one of the best point producers in the league. Only Patrick Kane and Sidney Crosby have more points than he does since uh, 2011-2012. And I fully expect Giroux, uh, G as they call him out in Philly, to get back to you know being the leader offensively for the Philadelphia Flyers next season. Rounding out the top 20 were two guys that have been injured recently. Number 19 was... Vladimir Tarasenko, who played a huge part in the St. Louis Blues winning their first Stanley Cup two years ago, but since then, he's been derailed by a couple of uh, shoulder surgeries the past couple of years, and now there's even a little question about whether or not he'll ever even be able to play again. And then at number 20, Pittsburgh Penguins winger Jake Gensel, who was tremendous with Sidney Crosby on the top line in 2018-19. He set career highs across the board by a bunch, and he was actually on pace to surpass those numbers last year before also suffering a shoulder injury that required surgery. Had he not gotten hurt, I don't think there's any way that Gensel would have found himself behind JT Miller or Johnny Goudreau on this list, but he comes in at number 20 on the NHL Network's top 20 wings list right now, and that wraps up the list. So for the third consecutive year, Blackhawks fans, Patrick Kane is the only Hawks player to make the NHL Network's list on wingers, and even then, Kane checked in at number five, which was three spots lower than last season and also his lowest ranking in the past three years. All right, I think that wraps up the NHL Network's top 20 wings right now. Coming up in just a minute is our weekly mailbag fan segment, except this week it's on Tuesday, so we're going to call it Talk Back Tuesday, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talk at Hockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, we just finished discussing the NHL Network's top 20 wings list. Now I think that takes us to our weekly mailbag fan segment, which of course typically comes on Monday, but this week we find it on a Tuesday, hence the throwback to Jay Zawoski's Talk Back Tuesday segment. The first question I want to answer today came via email. Actually, both questions I'm going to answer today came from emailing in the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. But the first one I wanted to answer today came from George Karowski, who asked, What are the expectations for Lucas Carlson in the future? It seems like Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, and even Wyatt Kalanuck are all talked about more than he is, even though I didn't think he looked all that bad last year. Yeah, Lucas Carlson, he's in a little bit of a tough situation with the Blackhawks because, as you said, George, it seems like... Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, and yeah, even Wyatt Kalanuck are hyped up to be better defensemen than Carlson is, or at least they're going to get the opportunity to play a bigger role heading into next season. And that's kind of just a product of the Blackhawks having a very solid group of prospects on the defensive side of things. I mean, Boquist, he's a former top 10 pick in the NHL draft, and Mitchell himself, he's been... He's been kind of tagged as arguably the Blackhawks' top prospect since he completed his freshman year almost three years ago. So those guys, they're going to get priority in the lineup over Carlson going forward because they very likely have the higher upside. And that likely means that at the beginning of next season, at least, Carlson will be playing down in Rockford with the uh the AHL affiliate for the Blackhawks. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for Carlson. I mean, he's still really young in his career, and I'm sure, you know, playing a a top-line role or a second-line role down in Rockford, you know, that will help fine-tune his game a little bit more. And, you know, it's not like Carlson was a guy who, you know, is a lock to make the Blackhawks roster or anything. He's basically a fringe third-pairing guy at best next season. If he comes out and kills it during training camp, he'd still only be a a number five or a number six defenseman for the Blackhawks. And even then, you know, they're going to give Adam Boquist, they're going to give Ian Mitchell and those type of guys their opportunities first. So it's not like the Blackhawks will be doing Carlson wrong or putting him in a spot to fail or anything by giving him... Uh, you know, a larger role in Rockford. It's just, he's going to get an opportunity when, if slash when an injury occurs or if someone isn't playing well. It's not a bad thing that he's just a call up away from being a regular in the lineup next season. The second question I want to answer today came from Brett Marstoff, who also emailed in his question for the podcast, which was, if you had to guess which goaltender is the surefire starter for the Blackhawks by the end of the season, who do you guess it would be? And I thought this was a good one to discuss on the show because, really, I think it could be any of these three guys. I know Kevin Lankinen is probably the least likely of the bunch to emerge as the Blackhawks starter by the end of next season because 
He's never seen any NHL action in his career yet, but I've seen what he's done in the past, both for Rockford, he was an all-star last season, and also internationally for Finland. He played tremendously during the 2019 IIHF World Championship and led Finland to a gold medal, so even as a bit of an underdog, I think there is a chance that Lankinen could possibly be that guy for the Blackhawks, but if I had to bet my bottom dollar on one of the three, whether it would be Kevin Lankinen, Colin Delia, or Malcolm Subban, I would have to go with Colin Delia because... His numbers, they've been they've been pretty solid the last two years down in Rockford. And also, he didn't look that bad when he was forced into the NHL last uh, two seasons ago when Corey Crawford and Anton Forsberg went down and the Blackhawks were kind of derailed in net. And also, Colin Dealey, he's been hyped up as the guy to take the reins from Corey Crawford for a couple of years now. Uh, I just don't think... Malcolm Subban has it in, has it in him. I don't think he's the guy here in Chicago. I I haven't liked what I what I've seen from him in the past with Vegas and and a couple of his other stops. So I really do think if one of these three is going to establish themselves as the Blackhawks' future goaltender by the end of the season, it's got to be Colin Delia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, November tenth episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until the next episode, thank you again for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.